Good morning, Restoration. We are so pumped to be here with you this morning. Um, Ryan asked us to speak and we jumped on the opportunity. So you get to join us for kind of just a discussion in my backyard. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be talking about friendship in the Bible. And Katie was the one that had this idea. So yeah. you want to share True. how this came to you? Yeah. Um, I don't think it was simply because of the convenience that we're friends. It works out well, though. <laughs> <laughs> that really helps. Uh, we took a week to pray about this before a whole week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and um, as I was praying, I, I just kept, it kept coming up. Mm. Um, and I was thinking of other things too, but, but this just kept, I kept coming back to this idea about friendship in the Bible. And, um, I remembered some things that I'd learned, mm -hmm. um, about friendship that we'll share with you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, I kept thinking about Mandy and I's friendship, um, and the friendship of our families. Mm -hmm. And it fits so well into some of these verses that I was thinking about. Um, this story of friendship um, of, of David and Jonathan that we're going to mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really wanted to um, dive deeper into it. Maybe work on things about our friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and, and share what we, what we came up with. Yeah. So. And I was completely uninspired by the topic at first. Mm -hmm. Like she, she said, let's do friendship in the Bible. And I was like, yeah, sure. We'll do that. And the first few days praying about it, I was like, I don't know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but as it has developed, it's, I just feel like the Holy Spirit has spoken to us and made us excited and yeah. convicted us. And so we're excited to talk about it this morning. So let's first talk about friendship as a unique relationship and what that means and how it fits in our culture. Yeah, I just think that that one thing is um, that's so unique about friendship is that uh, it is so intentional. Mm -hmm. There, when you have like a marriage relationship, that is well, obviously there's intention behind those relationships too. But that's a covenant. Mm -hmm, it's a you're covenant. Locked in it. You're locked <laughs> into it, and you're locked into your family relationship. Mm -hmm. You're locked in who you live by, mm -hmm. but you choose your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just think that God does such a huge thing with mm -hmm. this thing, this thing of friendship where you've chosen your friends mm -hmm. and over time in order for it to keep going, you have to continually choose each other. Mm -hmm. And our culture does not value that. Like no. if you look at movies, if you look at music, if you look at magazines, it's all about, uh, the romantic, the sexual relationship. And I feel like in our culture, there's no place of value for friendship that's right. chosen intentionally over time. Mm -hmm. There's even friendship that's like, well, it's convenient for the minute, for that day, for that chapter of life, but mm -hmm. it's convenient for me and it makes me feel good. But biblical friendship, friendship that is chosen intentionally over time is something that we're just not familiar with. And right. even reflecting in my own life, I have a small handful of people that I have chosen over time and this is it's really challenging to me mm -hmm. um, and that's unique about it too is that friendship is true friendship and biblical friendship are rare mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important to remember too when you're struggling with um, friendship and when you just 
I mean, I remember having times where I just was just so hungry for friendship that it was more like I wasn't waiting to discover friendship. I was like, "You're you're a person. Be you're my, my friend. Be my friend." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you have a heartbeat. Let's be friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but true friendship is rare and um, mm-hmm. really special and unique. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's important to remember mm-hmm. too. Um, so part one thing that made us, I feel like both of us have a huge light bulb moment was when you were talking about the first problem in the garden. Yeah. Um, so something that was brought to my attention is that in Genesis, our first problem was not sin. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. <laughs> it's the biggest problem. And, and it happened pretty quick, I guess. But our first problem was actually isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, so God was making things and saying, this is good, this is good, this is good. And then he made Adam and he was like, wait, uh, it's not good mm-hmm. with, if he is there alone without community. Um, so mm-hmm. he, he made community for him. He made mm-hmm. friends. And yeah, and I think that sin is our deepest problem and our biggest problem. Um, but isolation is it leads to sin mm-hmm. and it keeps us in sin mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting that the serpent went after Eve when she was alone mm-hmm. yeah Adam course. wasn't with her uh, and that's when she fell and that's when she was deceived mm-hmm. and I think isolation is so pervasive in our culture. I mean, it's it's just the norm. Right now, especially. Autonomy, independence. I feel like those are just fancy words for being really isolated and being really selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially during COVID, during quarantine, during all of that, it's been easier and easier, I'll speak personally, to, yeah. to fall into that. And um, I feel like isolation is ruining us as believers. Yeah. And I even I even know believers. I have people that I dearly love who live a completely they're true believers and they live a completely isolated life. And the repercussions of that and the consequences of that are eating their life away. Yeah. I mean, I could name a hundred things. <laughs> it screws with your sexuality, it screws with your addictions, it screws with the things that you love, it screws with your head you're stuck in your own head Mm -hmm. um and so we're discovering that biblically (laughs) the antithesis of isolation is deep friendship so you have one particular biblical friendship that has stuck out to you and there's a ton of examples of friendship in the bible but Mm -hmm. we've really grasped onto david and jonathan yes um, you talk about that? Yeah, and David and Jonathan, it's interesting as you look at this friendship, um, there are a lot of people who um, interpret them as have been homosexual. Mm-hmm. Which our culture would totally say that. Of course. And <laughs> no matter what your take on that is, I, I, I think it does a disservice like to that community mm-hmm. anyway to say that um, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's just clearly not true. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were homosexual when they that would not be glossed over in that Mm -hmm. culture that Mm -hmm. culture um it would have been unheard of for them to make a covenant um as homosexuals and to just be outwardly gay Mm -hmm. and um 
They had a type of love that we don't understand. Right. And that's, I think that, that made it that much more intriguing to me because their friendship was so deep and so like God was in their friendship so much that people are like, oh, well, they must be gay. Mm -hmm. Like that's just how intense it was. to be sexualized. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just think that um, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And it reminded me some of the things that, that they were doing reminded me of us. Mm-hmm. Um, not that um, your father's trying to kill me. <laughs> um, Thanks, Brad. <laughs> it would have really brought us close, though. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a good story. But not that part. Um, but yeah, let's let's um, go over some um, readings. Yeah, if you want to actually read them for us. Sure, I will. Okay. Our first reading is First Samuel 18, 1 through 5. How does my Bible work? (laughs) I think it's upside down. Please open your Bibles with us. While Katie clamors to the spot. (laughs) Okay, 18, 1 through 5. As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. Wow. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. And I love that. He's Mm -hmm. like, nope, you're with me now. Uh You can't even go home. Uh Um, Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the rope that was on him and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. Wow. Wow. Mm Do you want to read 2316 too? Yes. So 1 Samuel 2316... When um, King Saul was coming to um, kill David. One of the times. Yeah, one of the times (laughs) he was coming to do that. And um, I think that that David was in the woods Mm -hmm. um, hiding. Mm -hmm. And Saul came to visit him. It's 1 Samuel 23, 16. 3, 16. And Jonathan, Saul's son, rose and went to David at Horesh. And strengthened his hand in God. Mm. And I could stop there, but I'll go on. And he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul, Saul my father, shall not find you. Mm. You shall be king over Israel, and I shall be next to you. Saul, my father, knows this. And the mm. two of them made a covenant before the Lord. David remained at Horesh, and Jonathan went home. Mm. Strengthened his hand in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just, I I feel like since be, me becoming or coming back into my faith as an adult, our friendship, you have definitely strengthened my hand. <laughs> You're like, oh, anyway, I just, mm. and it encourages me to do the same for you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get to be here with us for this moment. <laughs> I think that, so, wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so we're learning about what it is to actually be a true friend. Yeah. And realizing that we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need friends like Jonathan, and we need to be a friend like Jonathan mm-hmm. um, to add that value to our life. Mm-hmm. So... Tim Keller has 
a message on friendship that spoke to you like five years ago. Yes, and this was one of the first things that I, I when I was thinking, ugh, friendship, do I really want to talk about friendship? <laughs> do we want to talk about it? That sounds you were like, really, it's dorky. Yeah, that sounds dorky. <laughs> that's the word I use. It's like, um, it might be dorky. <laughs> um, but it's not. Um, Tim Keller has this message on friendship, and if you just Google Tim Keller uh, friendship sermon. We're going to link it. We'll link it. Oh, It'll right. be below this. You'll find it, and um, it will be more eloquent than my conversation. <laughs> He's pretty good. <laughs> He's really good. I heard this message and um, fi- about five years ago, and I was at that point listening to all of Tim Keller's sermons, and I zoned in on this one, and I listened to it over and over again and just found something new every time. I've listened to it two and a half times in less than a week. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I would encourage you guys to listen to that. And we're going to rip some stuff well, yeah, right out of it. We're going to take some stuff straight <laughs> from him. So he talks about four attributes of friendship mm-hmm. that are essential for a good friendship. And they are constancy, carefulness, candor, and counsel. Very convenient. They're all C's. So you want to talk about constancy a little bit? Yeah. Um, so constancy, when we're talking about that, initially you're like, Okay, availability. I'm always there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, every day. Every day. <laughs> I'm always calling you. Um, but there's a verse um, in Proverbs, which he was going through Proverbs and, um, like, really dissecting it. And uh, that says that if you're there all the time, I, the words I don't yeah, remember. Right. But it basically says if you're there all the time, your neighbor's going to hate you. Yeah, they're going to get sick of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's true. And especially in adult relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, our lives are different now. We We're not, kids. like, going to school every day together. We have husbands. We have lives. Yes. We have jobs. So in this instant, constancy and availability means not that you're annoying them all the time. It's going to mean you're going to love at all kinds of all times. All kinds of times. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, because you can go for stages of time, maybe not being very in each other's lives, but when the time comes and it is needed, it's that person that you know they're going to be there yeah. for you. Yeah. In the highs, in the lows. Um, John Piper has a beautiful quote. He actually, well, Hebrews 3 says, exhort one another every day. And I looked up exhort. Yes. And it means strongly encourage. Mm-hmm. Almost like there's like an urgency to it. Like, we have to do this. Exhort one another every day because you are being lied to every day. Yeah. That's and the isn't that true? Add. Yeah. If the media is lying to you, your uh-huh. social media, your flesh lies to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lawnmower day. now. That's great. I <laughs> yes. hope it's um not being picked up in this. We'll just, I'm sure it is. We'll so raise we'll... our voices a little bit. Enjoy the ambiance of Backyard Podcasts. COVID, <laughs> COVID podcast sermon. Uh, but the fact that if we could think about our friendships and the people that we hold dear... And even the people that just come into our circle, they're being lied to Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And how can we, as believers, build them up, be available at all kinds of times for them? So that's constancy. And then there is carefulness. Carefulness. Go ahead. You, okay. Um, Knowing what you need, emotional connection. This is, this means their sorrow is your sorrow. Mm And I definitely wanted to talk about this one because it also reminded me of our friendship. Um, Speak up because of the lawnmower. Yes, when you, <laughs> when 
your family was walking with another family through the death of the father in that family. Um, it was just a moment during that time where I realized, oh, I, I think that our friendship is, is running deep because we couldn't go about our day the same way. Just thinking about, about you going through, through that then. We were not connected to that family at all, but, but um, we were just not able to go on because we were um, sad with you. We were hurting with us. Yeah. And you guys were friends that we knew we could go and kind of, in a sense, dump on because we were going through it. Sure. And it wasn't like, oh, sorry, we're being negative, or oh, sorry, we're not fun, or oh, sorry, this is getting too real. It was just like, this really hurts, and that's all and I've got. Come be that's all I've got. Yeah. And so that's the carefulness of a friend. It's the awareness of someone's need. Um, there's even the proverb about a neighbor coming and joking with his neighbor and saying, and it really hurting him, and just saying like, oh, I was just kidding. Mm -hmm. And singing songs. And singing songs during sorrow. Yeah. <laughs> which is terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's not what the carefulness of a friend does. It's meeting somebody in the emotional state that they are in. Right. Um, and being sensitive to that. Uh, the next one is candor, which is honesty. Go ahead. You so, talk about that. So this is a big one. I feel like... Um, it is so much easier, it's so, so much more comfortable for all of us to have friends who are like us, that we enjoy, who we will never actually have an honest conversation with them or a loving confrontation with them. And that's not actually true friendship. That is serving myself with somebody who reminds me of myself because I like myself yeah. <laughs> and not willing to plow the depths of our humanity and call one another out um, and have those honest con conversations, confrontations for the sake of one another, for the sake of the love of one another and wanting to grow and be challenged and change and transform over time. And so if we have friends in our life who either we are unwilling mm -hmm. to be honest with them or they are unwilling to be honest with us, it's something worth evaluating. And I would say it's something that we as believers are responsible for taking the first step in changing. And it could be uncomfortable. But it's kind of that idea of you want something deeper, you want something better but you're not giving it a chance. Mm -hmm. Like you're not even taking the risk mm -hmm. to see, okay, what will happen if I'm honest in this situation? And it's very fear-based and I would say very selfish. Cause yeah, that idea <laughs> of I love them too much to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. It's what you're really think, what you're really believing is I love myself too much to have to like go through this dark time with mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and, or be truthful with you. It all goes back to, I love myself. Yeah which all goes back to isolation. Even if it's not intentional, you're like, oh, finding a way to make it, oh, I don't want them to uh -huh. have to deal with because this. Because I don't want to have to deal with it. That's the truth, yeah. So it's a question worth asking. Are we willing to deal with other people's mess and with our own messes, with each other? Mm -hmm. And that, so <laughs> it's also interesting, if there is, so conversely, if there's too much confrontation, mm -hmm. that's, 
emotional exploitation. Yeah. And if there is absolutely none and it's all happy, peachy, fake surface, that's emotional exploitation. Mm -hmm. If it's like, I just support you no matter what, whatever makes you happy as you watch your friend self-destruct, that's emotional exploitation. Yeah. And that, so that goes into the last uh, friendship characteristic, which is counsel. counsel. And it's this idea of iron sharpening iron. And so it's an emotional sensitivity. Um, counsel, I would say counsel and candor really go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking that. Um, but the, I think the core question is, are we being self-serving either by our lack of uh, emotional sensitivity to the people that we love or our over-the-top <laughs> uh, concern with the people that we love. Mm -hmm. um, so when we hear about, like, all of it sounds really nice and really good, and wouldn't it be great if all of our friendships were like this? Mm -hmm. And they're not. <laughs> no. And so I, the response to this is... I think we long for that type of relationship and Definitely. parts of us feel handicapped. Like why, why can't we get there? Um, and it's also crushing <laughs> because we realize, Oh shoot, I'm not that friend. Right. Um, definitely not across the board. I mean, hopefully with somebody I am, but mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not that friend. And the reason that we don't have these types of friendships is because we're not that type of a friend. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> true. that's a hard realization. Yeah, and um, I think that when, um, when you start looking at that and you're like, okay, um, you're just analyzing, why am I not a good friend? Why am I having trouble finding good friends mm -hmm. um, and maintaining these good friendships? Mm -hmm. um, there's a few things like definitely the Bible gives these great examples of friendship, mm -hmm. um, but they're also humans. Yep. Um, but it shows God's hand on the like I think Jonathan and David shows God's hand in their mm -hmm. friendship and what fruit that can produce. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also obviously um, Jesus is our friend mm -hmm. because he had is true to that idea. Like mm -hmm. it's unique in that he um, sets his intention on us mm -hmm. um, and we can learn from how he is a friend to us mm -hmm. and how he laid his life down for us and how we're called to do that for our friends. Mm -hmm. um, it says he laid down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and then it calls you to, tells you to do that mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. It says the, whatever, the best thing you can do is lay, a life down, lay your life down for mm -hmm. your friends. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the highest form of love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, also that I think this is a huge idea and something that could be delved into more in order to help you mm -hmm. with your friendships is to realize that our triune God is mm. a friendship. That's where I got excited. Yeah. We are made in the image of God mm -hmm. and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in constant friendship with one another. Mm -hmm. They're in constant lifting one another up. Yeah. Um, I actually found this beautiful quote. And we'll try to link this at the bottom too, but it says, biblical friendship exists when two or more people bound together by a common faith in Jesus Christ. And side note, 
you don't have to have everything else in common as believers having the bond of having a relationship with God is enough and then you can surround yourself with people that are different than you in almost every other way which is so exciting Mm -hmm. Uh, so bound together by a common faith in Jesus Christ pursue him and his kingdom with intentionality and vulnerability rather than serving as an end in itself biblical friendship serves primarily to bring glory to Christ Mm -hmm. who brought us into friendship with the Father Mm -hmm. it is indispensable to the work of the gospel and the earth and an essential element of what God created us for. That's actually not the quote I meant to read. I, which I is, realized that as you were going. That's also a good quote, though. It's a great quote. It's very good. We will link it. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to read about the Trinity. Okay. Um, yes, there it is. This is Okay. So it says, this is by some guy, Caesar Vigil Ruiz. Of course. <laughs> he says, there has never been a conflict among the persons capital p the persons of god Mm. uh father son and holy spirit jealousy has never entered their minds and there has never existed pride within the heart of god yet their diverse roles are less like competing band members on a stage who want to show off their talents and more like a symphony where the group harmonizes their talents together to create a beautiful masterpiece Mm. Yet understanding friendship in light of the Trinity radically shifts our focus from being good when we can't to reflecting the good of the triune God and his relationship within himself. We all have the opportunity to image our creator, savior, and helper. The gospel is at stake with respect to our friendships. Will we purpose to glorify God in our friendships or will we join the world and ignore the God who created friendships to reflect him? Mm. He created friendship to reflect him. Yeah. And he gives us the example yeah. in his triune self. Yeah. And through that, it's not this pressure of, I have to be good. I have to do it perfectly. I need to be the best friend ever. It's, I'm going to reflect the love of God that I have experienced. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look to his example. And Mm -hmm. I love the wording. We all have the opportunity to image our creator, uh, to imitate him and the freedom in that. And how often has God been wounded by people, hurt by people? Mm -hmm. We are going to be hurt by people. Yeah, it reflects that too. And we don't have to be afraid of that. We can actually sit in that and press on, press through that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I meant that. That was like, a, that's wonderful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm mm-hmm. tracking. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah. I, I just, as you were reading that, I realized like, if, unless you have more to add, no. I would love to just share a little bit of of a story absolutely of my story absolutely and you'll probably just like get to see us cry and like tell each other that we're pretty <laughs> um, everyone's gonna be annoyed at us I know <laughs> um so when years ago before I came to restoration we had moved to Colorado and we were here for four five years four four years maybe a long time <laughs> Four years, um, a time, and we had been seeking community, 
and blaming ourselves and going through all of this, like isolating um, and coming up with excuses, saying like, it's me, like I just need to like get to myself to the right point before we are there and um, just having a really hard time. And then we had um, our son Ezra and still didn't have community. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, this is like, and then from that point, there's a really long story of us ending up coming to restoration it's Um, a good story you should ask her sometime yeah (laughs) I won't go into all of that but um we ended up at restoration um and it was a a whole day of like God clearly orchestrating like um we literally turned around our car and went to restoration and I met Mandy that day and during that time we were saying like hey we want to have another baby Mm. but we don't have anybody Mm. and so we were um I was like fed up with it I was like okay like if we don't find someone soon either we can't have another baby or we're gonna go back home Mm. and be with our family so that someone loves these children other than us you know like so that we have can't do it alone no um and not because you like babysit our children or anything but I just you need um friends support (laughs) friendship yeah we needed friendship badly and um so anyway that day when we met you and several others mind you too that we are now true friends with Mm -hmm. um and then it it went into we had some times where we spent time together Mm -hmm. um the first time we we spent time together, I came home and was like, okay, like, we don't have to go. You never told me that. I didn't? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time we hung out with you. I, we came home, I came home and I said, we don't have to go home anymore and we can have a baby now because we have <laughs> these people. And, um, yeah, I, I just think that all of this to say, like, I didn't fix myself to be a better friend um god graced us with with a rare friendship like right when we needed it like Mm -hmm. like he does sometimes where it's like i was gonna give up and he was like no (laughs) right now go yeah okay fine right now you know um it's timing yeah those desperately lonely times in our lives and then all of a sudden it turns a corner Mm -hmm. and not because of anything we've done no (laughs) God ordains it. Yeah. God ordains it. And what a rich life we have. Mm-hmm. And so much fruit has come mm-hmm. from this friendship. And I just think going further into this, I'm just excited to um, look more at the Trinity mm-hmm. and and find out what that will do for my friendships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, mm-hmm. me too. And especially in this time when we are pushed into isolation, isolation by reasons that are good, mm-hmm. reasons that are like understandable, understandable, <laughs> or that are, um, you know, silly, selfish, <laughs> selfish, <fearful>. yeah, <laughs> all of those. Prideful. They're they're all coming at us, mm-hmm. or or because we're angry. That's all coming at us right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. um, I think just thinking about our friendships right now would would mm-hmm. serve us well mm-hmm. and. Um, and being initiators, yeah. instead of waiting and being hurt that no one is pursuing us, because mm-hmm. unfortunately it's true, like, there's not a lot of initiators, and at yeah. a certain point, you just have to be that person. Yeah. 
and take that risk. Yeah, um, I struggle with that personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say that too. Um, will you pray for us? Yeah, to kind of close us out. Yeah. Okay. Let's pray. Thank you, dear God. Thank you for the incredible mm-hmm. gift of friendship. Mm-hmm. This gift that reflects your relationship with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) that reflects the triune God and just all the fruit that that comes of of that gift what a unique and special thing Mm -hmm. um I want to pray for our congregation today anyone who is going through any type of isolation um be it that they are completely removed themselves, that they've emotionally removed themselves, Mm -hmm. that you would um, really just put your hand on that, God. Um, And I just thank you for this time that we could really think about friendship and and go from thinking of it as something that is just fun and silly Mm -hmm. and dorky (laughs) um, to something that is so big to you and so rich yes Mm -hmm. and so deep and um god yeah i just i just pray for this going forward um that you would mend friendships that you would create new friendships um and that i obviously there's so many different types of friendships but that biblical friendships would point to you um in our church and in our community Mm -hmm. um And Lord, I thank you again. And in your name, I pray these things. Amen. Amen.